As the technology used to serve customers in the financial services industry becomes more sophisticated, so too does the technology banks use to gain new customers. And as we head toward the next decade, financial institutions find themselves in a heated battle for customer acquisition supremacy. But this is nothing new. Customer acquisition has long been an area of importance and concern for banks. And according to our research, it's as relevant now as it ever was. In our Banking Priorities 2019 study, we asked 220 bankers about the issues and trends that are shaping their financial outlook in 2019. 71% of bankers stated that new customer acquisition will be a major tactic toward reaching their revenue goals. So we spoke to two people who deal with customer acquisition on a daily basis, including a vice president from Illinois National Bank, INB for short, and we asked her, how does customer acquisition fit in with INB's revenue goals? Like, do you, do you find that that statistic rings true to you? I, yeah, I do. I'm Laura Sewell. I'm Andy Goldstein, and you're listening to FinTech Focus from CSI. From slick online solutions to clever social media campaigns, there is a multitude of ways for banks to acquire customers. So are some proven to work better than others? We're about to find out. On the show with us are Valerie Woodrum, Vice President, Retail Operations and Process Improvement Manager at IMB, and Laura Ryan, Product Manager with CSI. It's great to have you both on FinTech Focus. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Valerie, we'll start with you. In your mind, what's the difference between account acquisition and customer onboarding? I would say the biggest difference is making sure that we are effectively going over everything that we have for products that best fit the customer's needs and making sure that those products are going to help retain customers and make sure they know everything that we offer. So I I, I tend to look more toward the customer onboarding part of it just to make sure that we are doing what's best for the customer and respects to all the products that we offer. So what about you, Laura? How do you define Uh, the two? I think that Valerie had a very good point. And to add to that, I would say that account acquisition is more about romancing and getting that customer to, to your bank and getting them interested in everything that you have to offer where customer onboarding is more like going through the motions, filling out forms, doing the, the work that you have to do to get that customer to fill out the forms and to get that process gotten done. More manual process for the customer onboarding than the account acquisition. Okay, let's talk a little bit about that work then. So what would you say a good account acquisition strategy looks like versus a good customer onboarding strategy? Are the two much different than each other? I would say probably up to currently, um, probably been more customer centric, but I think as customer demographics change, you're going to see it become more of a mobile first. And I think that's going to be important with opening accounts is making sure that you are staying current with the demographics and how that customer wants to be serviced and making sure that you are prepared as things change. I agree to that. With that, I think that um, what you want for that customer acquisition, account acquisition, all the onboarding is something that's easy to use, very mobile, responsive, um, relevant to that customer. Um, All of those things are very important. 
Valerie, would you say that the mobile first approach is important because of the, the, the changing habits of your customers? Like, are you seeing that, that more customers are trying to begin accounts and interact with INB online and, and through mobile devices? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, we still with online banking, we still see a lot of people using PC, but it's declining and people accessing the app is increasing and, a lot of people are now looking online for banks as opposed to walking in a door somewhere. So I think that's where you see a lot of that changing with the demographics and the way people bank. And also, you know, with with these account acquisition tools, the most innovative of them, you can start a process say on a desktop, and then you can pause it and return to it on your mobile phone or your or your tablet. How important has that facet been to this account acquisition uh, strategy? Well, like, uh, like Valerie was saying, the phone has really become everybody's device of choice. Um, and that's mostly because that phone is with you always. You're not going to have your tablet with you always and certainly not your computer so it makes sense that you design uh, an acquisition tool that works well with that mobile responsive and with that phone. Um, and you certainly have to, in that customer focus, you have to think about what that customer is doing. And something is going to come up that maybe may have to break that customer's transaction or may have to break that customer's train of thought. And so you have to provide to them that opportunity to stop what I'm doing right now and resume. And I may resume maybe not on that phone. Maybe I'm back at my computer or on my tablet. And so I want at that point to resume that session. And so I want to have all of that available to me um, at my disposal so that I can complete that transaction and reduce the abandonment rate. Right. And mm-hmm. Laura, speaking of abandonment rates, how common is it in, in today's tools, um, acquisition tools, for a customer to have to start over if they do have to take a break and go pick up the kids? Or what's the prevalence of tools where you actually have to start over from scratch? I would say that was that would be if you took a look at um, things. Uh, there was a, a study that was done uh, by Salant and the ability to start and resume was one of the features that many of the current uh, online tools do not offer and something mm-hmm. on their list of things that they would like to do. But, but it is something that um, is not prevalent in the industry today. If it's not prevalent in the industry, I wonder if banks are trying to make the process a little easier then. So the, the idea of having to continue on another device isn't even necessary. And that's a very good point. Um, one of the things that you want to design into your online acquisition tool is the ability to complete the transaction as quickly and as seamlessly as possible so that you don't have to stop what you're doing, but you can come to a conclusion and and get the process complete. Um, so definitely taking that as a focus and making sure that you are um, asking the minimum information from that customer and uh, making it easy for that customer to completely go step by step by step, reducing those the number of steps, presenting the information um, in an easy to to read manner, and to get them through that is very important in the process. You're listening to FinTech Focus. 
We're talking to Valerie Woodrum, Vice President, Retail Operations and Process Improvement Manager at Illinois National Bank, and Laura Ryan, Product Manager with CSI, about successful customer acquisition strategies. So Valerie, you're the Process Improvement Manager at INB, so you're, you're the absolute perfect person mm-hmm. to ask this. Have your, mm-hmm. have your application processes, specifically those online, have you changed those up over the last few years to either streamline or uh, make them a little bit more, say, user-friendly to consumers? I've tried very much. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The issue we run into is compliance and making sure that um, we are following procedure as well. And that's where it kind of, it kind of gets a little difficult. Um, But we, we have looked at it and we've streamlined it as much as we feel like we can um, to make that process better. And so we've taken some avenues to try to shorten where we can and make it look nice as far as presentation as well. And I, I, I think it works and I think it will become even more important to make sure that everything is just streamlined and easy for customers to apply for an account online. Yeah. So you bring up a good point. So what, how has um, regulation like the Bank Secrecy Act and, and all of the KYC things you need to comply with, how has that affected uh, INB's ability to acquire new customers and, and even to maybe cross-sell current customers that you already have? Acquiring, I don't think it's a problem. Um, obviously, for cross-sell opportunities, I'm, I customers at our desk a lot longer. And yeah. it is a challenge being able to fit in those requirements, yet make it a nice conversational experience um, without it being real stiff and a lot of uh, compliance parts, being able to have those conversations and try to get through it in a fashion that gives us opportunity to go into further cross-sell opportunities with the customer. Laura, speaking of compliance, are there features of some online acquisition tools that help smooth out that compliance process, uh, things that are kind of built in? Yes, there are. I mean, there's lots and lots of um, of tools. And, and what you have to do is you have to ba- balance that ease of use with those, with those tools that are there to help protect your customers mm-hmm. from that fraud. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going more from a fraud than a compliance standpoint. Mm-hmm. But the key is to keep your customers safe from fraud without making it a long, drawn-out process to identify who they are. As we mentioned at the top of the show, 71% of respondents in our Banking Priorities 2019 study said new customer acquisition will be a major tactic toward reaching their revenue goals. So, Valerie, how does customer acquisition fit in with INB's revenue goals? Like, do you, do you find that that statistic rings true to you? I, yeah, I do. Um, I, I do feel it from INB's perspective as our goals and what we're looking for for deposits. And I'm sure we're not the only one in that boat. And I think a lot of people are going to try to figure out how can we get new customers here and how is that going to affect our revenue goals. Um, so we do have a big focus on that and we have lots of tools that we're going to use to try to get there, being able to kind of identify our customers and who they are and what they're using and what they're doing, and then being able to push information out to those customers that um, may not know who we are to get opportunities to get new accounts that way. 
So are you talking about like many sort of marketing campaigns where you are emailing yeah. these customers? And, and so, that, okay. Tell yeah. us a little bit about yeah. that. Um, so, you know, we can try to look for what we feel like may be an ideal group to reach out to. Okay. And by being able to pull data together based on the customer type that we're looking for, can blast a marketing campaign directly to those customers that we feel like may potentially be an opportunity for us. Um, so I, I think we'll see a lot of that this coming year, being able to try to get more deposits and other types of relationships with us. Valerie and Laura, do you think a bank realistically can meet their revenue goals without an online tool like this? Um, if, if customers are still having to go fill out a form on the website, is it is it likely that they are going to continue to acquire new customers at the rate they need to? I think it's very important for banks to think about how they're doing things now mm-hmm. and how the new demographics of customers will want to bank. And if you don't adapt to your current customer base as well as other customer bases at the same time, you're going to lose a lot in the market. I, I completely agree. I mean, banks are, feet, are, are facing new competition every day, and most of these competitors exist only in an online uh, world. So, so the only way that to remain viable as, as a bank would be to offer the same experience as your competitors or a better experience. And, and that would be across all the channels. Um, mm-hmm. And, and you know, really consumers are used to doing everything online today. And, and we need to make sure that we are available to them for that. And Valerie, we, uh, we did touch on application abandonment earlier, but uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of expound on that and find out what are some ways that IMB combats application abandonment. Probably some of the biggest ways of preventing that is making sure that as the customer's going through the account opening process, information is clear, easy to read, um, and then cut out what you can. I mean, there are certain things that you have to have there obviously for compliance reasons um, and to make sure that we're getting information about our customer. But um, anything really outside of that, we have to make sure it's an easy flowing process. That way customers aren't having to dig for information or it doesn't take a ton of time um, because you're going to lose people if if you're doing that. Um, So we've tried to streamline where we can that way, the account opening process is easy and doesn't take too much time. And I think we've done a fairly good job at that. That sounds like a pretty important part of the process, um, making the uh, the application easy to get through and, and easy to understand. Um, so say I'm a bank that was part of that 71% of respondents from our study that says that customer acquisition is a major tactic that I'm going to use to reach my goals. So what would you say is the one thing that, that I should be doing at my institution in customer acquisition in order to reach my revenue goals? You need to look up online and making sure that it's, whether it's account opening online or it's your app or your online banking platform, those need to be up to date, easy to use. Laura, what say you? 
I would say that um, one of the things that you probably need to do as, you, as you're starting down this process is really to, to do your homework, you know, kind of begin with the end in mind. Do all your research. Um, use your, you know, Valerie had mentioned targeting the customers. Use your CRM and any other tools in your uh, in your test to help you figure out what who that customer is that you would like to target. And then once you've figured that out, what products would appeal to them? And then how can I uh, get these products so that customer can see them, attract that customer? And then once that customer has gone on, how can I maintain them as, as a customer and keep them happy with my bank and, and pleased with their experience? What's How do you all know, Valerie, like how do you know how to contact mm-hmm. somebody? Like So, for example, in, in my case, I'm, I'm with a bank. And I I started to fill out an application online and I didn't finish it. And this is a true story. They have called me every single day since I did it. And I understand because I'm in the business and I'm I'm cool with that. But like I've been busy and I haven't been able to, you know, I I haven't been able to pick up the phone. And and part of the reason why I started to fill out the online application is because, well, I didn't really want to talk to somebody. So when someone (laughs) fills out an application, like how do you know how to get back to them in a way that will be more conducive to them jumping on with you? I, I think it's kind of twofold. Um, you know, with account opening, if you went through the process, we would call you. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that is because of regulation with compliance. Um, the way we do the account opening, we don't require a signature. So part of that follow-up is going to be a phone call to make sure that we know who it is that we're working with. But we also are aware of the fact that if someone's opening an account with us online, they're probably not wanting to work with us by phone or by person. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, we're going to have that initial call, but we're going to follow up with you and communicate with you more by email than what we would by phone. And we ask, you know, once once we're working with a customer, how do you want to be contacted Mm -hmm. and put a preferred method of contact out there? So that way, when we do need to reach you, we're doing it the way that you want to be reached. And Laura, Andy, you know, brought up a really good point about follow-up. In discussions you and I have had, that's another big issue that a lot of banks uh, fail at. They don't follow up. Yeah, a good tool is going to give you the ability to do that follow-up. So um, once that, if that customer abandons that session for whatever reason, an email could be generated at that time to that customer saying, we saved your application. When you're ready to go, just click on this link and pick up where you, you know, where you left off. Uh, when that customer is complete with the, with the whole application process, send them a thank you email. Thanks for applying. Here's what's going to happen next. And, and, you know, all of those sorts of things can be included in that email as well. Um, assuming, once again, starting that since that customer started out online, that they would like an electronic means of communication. And then uh, the bank can follow up with any phone calls for additional information. And we use um, CRM for a lot of follow-up situations. We require certain calls being made throughout after accounts open to follow up with them over the next three months. So we use our CRM to be able to set up reminders at these certain time frames to be able to reach out to customer. Just say, 
hey, did you get your direct deposit done? Did you get your debit card? Did you understand everything we went over? And just make sure that after they've left, they're still not alone, that we are here if they have questions, if they need anything, that we're wanting to assist them where we can. And it also gives us opportunities for um, cross-sell. Absolutely. Follow-up. Yeah, that's a really good point. It was a lot of fun going uh, behind the scenes and, and talking through the X's and O's of customer acquisition. There's certainly a lot that goes into it, and it's an incredibly important mm-hmm. part of, of I think, every bank strategy. Um, so, Valerie and Laura, thank you so much for talking with us. This was, this was an enjoyable chat. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, guys. And that's going to do it for this week's episode of FinTech Focus. Thanks again to Valerie and Laura for talking with us, and thanks to all of you for listening. To learn more about IMB, head over to IllinoisNationalBank.com. To learn more about CSI, visit us at CSIWeb.com, or you can say hi to us at CSI Solutions on Twitter. We'll see you next time.